Yo, what's good, YouTube? Welcome back to the Shooter Straight Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. We just wanted to say thank you for liking and subscribing. We got more content on the way. For sure. Let's shoot it straight into these topics. First things first, this Friday we had a monumental day for music. I think everyone that is a fan of hip-hop was anticipate, anticipate, was highly anticipating this album. I think for the past five years, ever since Damn dropped, we've been waiting for it. And we finally got it this Friday. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar comes out. Blue, what do you think? First thoughts. I mean, the first time I listened to it, it was with you and I think it was really good. And I know Kendrick fans appreciate it a lot. Although like, it's not the specifically, like specifically my favorite type of music to listen to because I'm more into like trap rap. Yeah. I was able to still appreciate it. However, though, there was some songs that had like a lot of disconnect with me because of the style of music that I listened to. And which songs would you say? I can't really, I can't really name the songs that really had the disconnects. But I remember, um, what was it like, Worldwide Separate? I believe. Yeah, Worldwide Separate. That was like yeah, that was song that was one of my favorites. I'll Probably one like uh, that was like no. the one song with the argument. We die together. I think it was called. Yeah, but yeah that one. Like that was one in particular. Uh, a lot of the fans uh, thought that one was interesting. You know. I don't know. I'm also surprised that he had Kodak with like Kodak Black like three times on that album. Yeah, like between the feature and then the interludes, he was on there I think three to four times. I mean, no, I mean, like I said in the last podcast episode, nobody really knew what to expect with this album, but I think anybody definitely did not predict a, a Kodak Black feature in general, and to be on there four times is just crazy to me. But I think it's a testament to Kodak's work work ethic, and you know, I, I think. You know, were there other artists who deserved a spot on this, you know, this, this album? Yes. But I think Kodak also, you know, he proved, he's proved himself over the years deserving of a spot on this kind of album. I also feel like that he's trying to get in touch with fans that are like me that like favor the trap rap. Mm -hmm. And that like Kodak Black, he just dropped a project and what, it, it sold pretty good. Think, yeah, right? obviously when you it's have Super Gremlin, Super Gremlin, you know, yeah, it's number one really song. good, so, yeah. You know, obviously projected to sell 350k first week and broke a lot of Apple Music and Spotify records. You know, for me personally, you know, off my first listen to the album, you know, I was just, I had to take a step back. I didn't even want to critique it on my first listen because I just wanted to appreciate it. You know, I, I kind of going into it, I didn't know what to expect. I said that last, last episode. So I just wanted to take a step back and not even critique it. You know, I, I didn't even start thinking about you know, album of the year contender or anything like that until the second even, until I got to the second listen. You know, I just appreciated it on the first listen. And I think my favorite tracks off the top of my head have to be, you know, the one with Kodak. I really like the intro, United in Grief. Um, obviously N95, which had the music video, that one was really good. Um, you know, I thought there was a lot of standout tracks. And you know, for me, the production was A1. Uh, I think Kendrick was really vulnerable on the album. You know, he really got into his, you know, his emotions, and I think he spoke on so many different things. So for me, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily what I expected per se, but I do think that it was a good album. You know, I don't know if, in terms of the five-year wait. You know, I don't know if it was worth the five-year wait though. No, I personally don't think so either. However, though. 
maybe that maybe he just like I feel like he I don't know I feel like he changed some ways though like and also he was able to cover like a lot of topics like with, with COVID and mm -hmm. Kobe like, yeah Kobe, Kobe. He talked about uh, I think he even talked about you know like the transgender auntie thing and that, and that one song auntie diaries he talked about how he, he uh, I guess like cheated on his fiance on a, on a song so he was just speaking on all kinds of different things so you know I thought it was interesting um, yeah I thought it was interesting to see you know Kendrick coming back with that so in terms of you know we've seen Future drop his album this year you know obviously we've seen Drake be a little active in 2022 Kendrick obviously coming back after five years Kanye has been active with Donda and Donda 2 recently and obviously J. Cole you know I would say those five guys have been along you know five so-called goats in the game so now that they've all kind of dropped projects recently you know in terms of your personal preference you know where are you ranking future Drake Kendrick Kanye Drake J. Cole rank them in order top five I know it's a tough list I know For people who I personally listen to, I would yeah. probably go with Future, Drake. Cole, Kanye and Kendrick. However, the like like overall who do I think like is the best, like with sales and all of that, I would believe Drake. Yeah, Drake. Kanye, Future, Kendrick, and Cole. Uh, uh, no, Kendrick is Kendrick yeah, puts Kendrick, crazy. Yeah, no, Kendrick, Kendrick has yeah, Kendrick has crazy numbers. But I'm also like not numbers, but like what they've contributed to music as well. Ooh, that's bold, bold. Um, I mean, you know, when you have five five guys of this caliber, you know, you, you can't really go wrong. I think on, yeah, a, on a list, you know. But it, I, it is it's hard. It's hard, like putting Future over Kendrick. But when you think about it, like Future is able to adapt, like, and hit different artists. Like, and not not different hit different artists, but hit different like um, different different types of people. Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. I I think it's hard, you know, to compare like, you know, Kendrick to Future. You know, specifically, it's really hard to compare because you know Kendrick is definitely. You know, with his previous projects, obviously, you know, classic, classic albums, talk, you know, with the huge impacts on the culture and all of that. So, you know, to compare impact on culture per se, like it gets tough, you know, to compare these artists, you know. But for me personally, on my personal preference, you know, you know, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of these, you know, almost all of these artists. So, you know, for me, I would have to put Drake, Kanye, Future Cole. Kendrick is tough because like I got, you know, a lot of Kendrick, I wasn't really too into, you know, to, for Kendrick's like prime, you know, like the butterfly and stuff like that. So I kind of missed out on, you know, that ex whole experience when it first came out. So maybe my list would be different if I was a little older, but that's my personal opinion. For sure. Drake won a lot of awards at the Billboard, Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, Drake winning top rap artist, top rap album, and then top like it was just top, top like, like, best artist. best artist in general. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think Drake deserved to to sweep like the major awards at the BMAs? Personally, I, I believe he should have got like 
top artist for sure because mm -hmm. overall he is the best however specifically in the rap category there were some other people that i believe were more deserving of that award like like little baby he's completely controlled the charts completely controlled the charts just i wouldn't say just as much as drake but he's been up there yeah and he also fits the more like trap rap category yeah but you know it's just as top rap artist in general of course so you know based on you know the last year with with all you know i think it's tough because any year drake drops an album he's gonna be selling the most and a lot of that plays into who wins these kind of awards at the bmas so you know i think any of these artists that were on the list you know ultimately i guess could have won but you know, when you're competing with Drake and competing with CLB, and I think Lil Baby probably was, you know, probably it would be my second place vote, you know? But, you know, Drake with CLB, you know, I think CLB is aging like fine wine. I think it's, you know, aging really, really good as an album. I think it slandered a little bit when it first came out, much like many albums nowadays. You know, Drake said it himself, you know, come with a classic. A few days later, you know, they say it was a sleeper. You know, I feel like that whole thing is happening, you know, again with CLB. It happened with Views. You know, Views got a lot of hate. Yeah. Now, Views, you know, for me personally, and I know a lot of other people, is Drake's best album. They've said it's better than Take Care now. You know, time, enough time has passed. Let's give Views the credit it deserves. Views is the best Drake album. I'm going out on the limb. I'm saying it. You know, Views is the best Drake album. Take Care, I love Take Care. Don't get me wrong. Went back and revisited it. But for me, Views is the best great Drake album. A little bit off off topic, but but and, and but I think CLB is doing the same thing that Views did, and I think it's aging wonderfully. And I think you know in a few years I'll be talking about CLB potentially as top three in Drake's catalog, maybe. So do you believe, sure. So do you believe that he should have won all three awards that he won? Or? I think I think he definitely deserved. I think top rap album, you know, in terms of. You know everything that the sales and you know the quality of the music you know i think you know it's definitely probably between him and kanye on that and you know drake definitely i think he deserves that you know i'll give it to him the, he, he, there was some you know sure money was, sure money back girl he dropped a good album you know raw wave you know broad wave raw wave, raw wave definitely hits close to home you know being on the charts you know that was definitely of course he's from st petersburg however real close to us and donda like really you know to compete with of course but, you know, CLB, you know, for me, I think CLB deserved to take that. Now, top rap artist of the year, you know, obviously R.I.P. Juice, you know, but I think, I think it's hard, you know, you know, it's hard to compare, you know, that. And then, you know, Lil Baby obviously is up there, Bag, had a good year, Polo G, you know, had a decent year. But for me, it's really between Drake and Baby. And Baby's, some of his biggest songs are coming with Drake. Moneybag Yo was, was. But is he competing with Drake? That is true. You know, it's, it's tough. You know, I think Bag, he's, he's getting up there. But I, I still think he's not competing. In terms of these types of music awards, he's not going to win over a Drake or a little Baby. You know what I mean? You know, so for me. I think he definitely, I don't know if he deserved all three awards per se, but I think out of the nominees, I think you can't go wrong picking Drake on 
any of these awards. So, mm. you know, in my opinion, top rap artist goes to Drake. Top rap album probably goes to Drake. He's your favorite artist of all time, though, right? He's up there, you know, for sure. Drake. I mean, Drake hits with everybody, you know. Sure. He's definitely up there. Drake is up there in, in my top artist. You know, I don't know if he's my number one. Top three. I don't know. I don't know. It's close. Top three. Uzi's sure. definitely in there. You know, I was wearing a Cardi shirt last episode, so probably right. Cardi's in there. I, I don't know. It, my, my list is always interchanging. My favorite artists, you know. All time, you, though. Yeah, yeah. Not I, your favorite artist currently. That's, that's yeah, that's a whole different, different That's a whole different list. But all time, I mean, I don't even I'd have to really sit there and think about it. But I know one guy who is on my top all-time list who, unfortunately... We may be having to, you know, say goodbye to for a little bit of time. You know, Young Thug and the whole YSL uh, group. You know, for me, when I first saw this news, I, I was completely shocked out of nowhere. Honestly, I was sad. I'm still sad. It Honestly, it hasn't even fully hit me. We were talking about this. It hasn't even fully hit me that... that Two, you know, two to three to, to you know, four. Some, some of my favorite artists essentially could just go away for, for anywhere between five to 20 years like that. You know, Young Thug could be gone for a long, long time. Specifically Gunna and Young Thug, like, I heard a lot of people say, like, they just can't imagine, like, the music industry without, without them. them. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, they, they provided as well for so many people and done well for so many families. Think about how many features in the game Young Thug is doing. Young Thug is, you know, everyone wants Young Thug on a song. You know, Young Thug is hopping on so many features. He's doing features with Drake. He's doing features for every artist. You know, Gunna, who's just been running the charts so far this year, him and Dirk, just been running the charts so far this year with uh, DS4 coming out, you know, really good album. Um, definitely had, you know, Gunna's had a lot of hits this yep. year. So to just lose... You know, two, these two artists, you know, I think it's really sad. But, you know, for me, it hasn't fully hit. You know, I think cause we talked about that. Yeah. Um, I still think Gunna has an opportunity to not necessarily beat the case. I beat the case. But maybe, though. Maybe. They don't They don't have that good of evidence, everyone's saying, on yeah. them. So. Yeah. It, well, we looked at the indictment. We've looked at the indictment. And most of what they have on Gunna, you know, it's just... The, affiliation. Know, affiliation, if anything, and like the, the, the lyric. They're in a lot of Gunna. They're using lyrics, and but I mean, obviously, and the lyrics they use to paint the picture. Mentioned like twice in the indictment. Exactly, and they're using like Fox Five in particular. You know that song with Lil Key. You know, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but, you know, I think, Gunna will, get, like like we talked about. I think Gunna might get a little bit of time. He'll get less he, than Thug. But he might even beat the case. The he reason might, he might. the reason why he didn't get bonded obviously is because it's a it's a RICO charge, yeah, racketeering. So you you can't you, no judge is necessarily going to give you bond yeah. on a racketeering charge. And but even though Young Thug is trying to fight for that right now, he's they're saying he's being held on some un, yeah, I some, didn't see that some bad conditions and all of that. So you know we're praying for him. Hopefully, if that is the case, you know hopefully he gets out. But. You know, in terms especially, of, especially if they're treating him like that because he's a rapper. Yeah, you know, it's, it's completely unfair. Like, and I understand, you know, they, they probably have been looking at, they, like they said that, you know, they, they're pulling up charges from seven years ago. They've been putting this case together for years upon years now. So obviously they probably 
hate Young Thug, if I'm being honest. The police definitely hate Young Thug. Like, there's just no doubt about it. They've been, they're definitely trying to, they've been trying to get this guy for a long time. So they definitely are out to get him. You know, I think some of the, some of the things they're using to paint this picture of Young Thug, you know, is, you know, they're just using it to paint the picture. They know a lot of the lyrics. When you take the lyrics out of context, you know, obviously it's going to look bad. You know, it just gets into a tough thing, you know, because some of the evidence looks really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. You know, bad. if you look on the indictment, you know, there's just specific things such as the, the jail call that was recorded. You Where know, he approves of a hit on YFM Lucci, which is the rival gang that they're yeah. altercating with. Who is, who is also, you know, YFM, they got a RICO charge last year. They're still waiting for their, their trial on that. So that just kind of goes to show where this could be heading. And no one is talking about Hood Rich in this situation. And and his, uh, them have been, they, what, Money Power Respect. Money Power Respect. And his whole label slash, if they want to call it gang. Yeah, they've, they've been caught up in it. There was yeah. a whole list about a bunch of, you know, quote unquote, gangs. They're, I don't know, they're calling everyone a gang, I guess, in Atlanta nowadays. But, um, you know, they had 4PF on that list. They had like Homicide, which is like Cardi's gang. I don't know, you know, who else you know could have been on there. And Hoodrich is, I I can't remember how how long he is. I think no, he's still waiting a case, and he's been he's been a, he's already yeah he's been waiting for waiting for a trial in jail for a long time, like yeah. over a year. Yeah, which is just so unfortunate that that's that's even the case. And I hope that it doesn't happen to Young Thug and Gunna and, and the rest of them YSL boys because I don't think. I don't think anyone should be waiting that long for their, their, you know, their trial. I think since he's a young thug, he's been held under unreasonable circumstances. Like he'll be, he might be let out on bond. Yeah, yeah. I, if they can, if they prove that, you know, I think it would. I mean, come on now, they let six nine out early, right? Because of COVID, right? No, no, he wanted to get out, but I don't yeah. think they actually, they actually um, let him go. Like from what I've seen, I, I think that they don't really be. They don't give the rappers no light, like, tenants or nothing like that. Like, they don't treat them any differently. If anything, they treat them worse. So I, 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 I hope Young Thug gets out, but, you know, especially if he's being treated in bad conditions, you know, I, I hope. But, I don't know. It seems, it seems as if it's gonna, it could be bad. You know, we looked at the indictment. You know, it's just like an 88 page indictment. It's just, it just keeps going in terms of things that they were using to paint the picture of YSL to be this super bad gang, you know. And there was just, when I was looking at it, there was just so many instances between YSL and YFN, YFN. where it, the picture just adds up. Yeah, and if they already got YFN, you know, they've been, they've been eyeing YSL, which is unfortunate. But it's crazy how they've just been able to keep this under wraps and just like build this up for seven years and like nobody they obviously never even expected this. It really came out of nowhere. Young Thug and Gunna, they were both. Young Thug has been having some of the best years of his career. And obviously Gunna it was having the best year of his career right now. And he just gets taken away just like that. And it's sad, you know. Yep. And Rest in peace. Yes, speak, speak, speaking of, of being taken away, you know, just like that. Unfortunately, you know, Lil' Keeb. He was which, 24, correct? 24 years old. Very young. Who... I was a big fan of, you know, even, and obviously I got, 
like a lot of other people, I started, you know, I heard of Lil' Key around when he dropped The Long Live Mexico. I think that was 2019 or 2020. Um, I, I remember listening to that album and I was like, damn, you know, he got something. You know, reminded me a lot of Young Thug, obviously, but, you know, he was definitely a, a, a really talented artist. And he was just about to drop another album. You know, he had just dropped Trapped on Cleveland 3 uh, last year. You know, that had some big name features. So I think, you know, Lil' Keith, you know, the sky was the limit for him. And, you know, him and Lil' Got It, you know, his brother, you know, who, you know, he was the one driving to the hospital when, uh, tragically, you know, whatever happened, happened. It was rumored to be um, kidney failure. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's sad, but most likely from like maybe prescription drug use. Or, yeah, whatever it was, you know, whatever it was. But yeah, it's just really unfortunate. You know, I was a big fan of Lil Keed, and you know, I think it's sad. And, and but I do think you know, like we spoke about, it's weird that you know he was the only YSL member free essentially. You know, and then you know a label member. You know. And he's he just he he's dies you know. It's, People it's really, are making up stories that yeah, like, no, he faked his death. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really weird. You know, I think that I don't know. There might not be nothing more to it, but it just just it just seems really coincidental and weird that look he being like the only one that was free and posting, he gets taken out. Not taken out, but he he you know unfortunately passes away. You know. Rest in peace, Lil' Key. Yeah, anyway, uh, rest in peace, Lil' Key. Um, my thoughts and prayers, you know, with him and my family and all of YSL at this time. Yeah, what, what do you think is the future of YSL? I don't know. I thought this guy was the limit. I thought they could be end up being one of the, you know, top in the game. I'm sure we all did. I think we all did. Now, I think it's really up in the air. I mean... With no Young Thug to run it, I mean, if Young Thug isn't there, I mean, how can there be a YSL? You know, Gun is not there, Doug isn't gonna be there. Low key. I think YSL, you know, if, if it goes where it might go, and if they all get sentenced and the Rico sticks and all that, might not might not be YSL much longer. You know, we'll all remember, we'll know YSL, but YSL as we know it might not exist anymore, which you is think crazy Gunna, to think about. Do you think if Gunna beats the case, they'll be able to? Hold it down. Oh, yeah. Down. No, Gunner will be able to hold it down. Hold the whole label. Uh, I think Gunner can do it. I think he, like, there was the reason he was having the biggest year of his career, you know, this year. I think Doug took him under his wing a minute ago, you know, a long time ago, and, and showed him the way. I think Gunner can hold it down on his own for sure, you know. Gunner, he's been doing it for a while now, you know, let's be honest. Fact. You know? So, I have no reason to believe Gunner can't hold it down. You know, for YSL, I, you know, for, but I think it's hard to hold it down for 10 years or whatever Young Thug might get, but, you know, it's, it's unfortunately how it might go. Are you ready to shoot it straight into sports or? Yeah. All right, let's get it. <laughs> Last night. Well, well, for, yeah, no, actually, let's just start with this. Last night, I don't even want to start. We'll get into the Bucks and the Celtics, but. The Phoenix Suns and in, 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 in the Mavericks last night. What a beatdown of of all kinds of proportions. It's crazy how I predicted this exact scenario. And 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 I and I questioned you at the time, and I was saying like, Nah, I don't see it. Like the Suns, you know, they're just a well-oiled machine. You know, Luca, 
you know, I saw this Luka in previous years. I saw it against the Clippers. You know, he played the Clippers in previous previous playoffs. And, like, I was like, damn, if Dallas got somebody else, they, they could really do something. Because I saw it in Luka. He was putting up crazy numbers, like crazy scoring numbers. What's his number one teammate right now? I can't remember his number one teammate. But last, last night it was Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he would... Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka becoming the first teammates since Kobe and Shaq to drop 30-plus in a playoff game as a duo. You know, I mean, that's the kind of the, the performance that we're talking about from those two. But I saw this from Luka, and I thought when they got Kristaps Porzingis from the Knicks, I was like, okay, that's the second guy they needed. He'll be good enough. Luka, he's going to do something. It wasn't good enough. This year, you know, they, they got rid of Porzingis. You know, they got Dinwiddie and they got a few other guys, but no real second guy. And this is the year they go all the way. They're, they're in the conference finals now, playing the Warriors. They, they got a realistic chance to win that series. They, they, you know, they, you know, they could make the finals. And I think, like I said, I think they can go all the way. Yeah, I think they could go all the way now. I think any of the remaining teams left could win the championship. I think it's good for the game. I think it's amazing. But who do you think is going to win though? The Warriors. I'm, I, I, I'm not even done talking about the Suns because the Suns. because Chris Paul. Last night was, I mean, let's just let's just be real. The whole Suns team last night was just terrible. I was telling you earlier though how that will not defy like it, it like it won't ruin his legacy. There we go. I don't know. Chris Paul's legacy is kind of like in the mud. It's finished. Chris Chris Paul's legacy like he has a legacy, sure. Like, you know, in terms of you know a lot of accolades and stuff like that. But like it, his playoff legacy, like it's bad. Like it's really bad. He's like, choked. He has just been a notorious Sim- choker time and time again, and in similar who we'll talk about James Harden. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how many two zero leads Chris Paul has to choke before like it's just time to hang up the hang up the hang up the shoes. You know, it might just be time. You know, I don't know, Chris. Like he Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure, for sure. Chris, so then, for sure, he's a Hall of Famer, but. The, 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 he's choked too many times for me. It's just like his his no, his playoff legacy is just like nothing to me. It's like in the mud. It's finished. He's still he's still a legend though, but he's just choked too many times with too part many too though, many great players. Part of it, too is many great coaches. Being there, yeah, it's just, you're right. He has choked a lot of opportunities. I was gonna say, look, part of winning a championship is being there, being at the specific like right place at the right time. However, though he has had. A lot of even last year chances, you know, with the with the Bucks, they, they were up two zero against the Bucks in the in the finals, and then they lose four in a row. Like like you can't lose four in a row, you just can't. You know you can't. You know they they choked another. You know, they were up two zero on Dallas. Do you still believe that Devin Booker could be the face of the NBA? Mm-hmm. No, Devin Booker is not going to be the face of the NBA. Luca, Luca is definitely the face of the NBA. <laughs> like like I, Luca is definitely for sure going to be the face of the NBA. Him and Giannis. You know, the league is in good hands, you know, between Luka, Giannis, John. remember on Jason Tatum. And J- I forgot about Jason Tatum. We're going to get into Jason Tatum. There's just, the league is in good hands, you know. The future of the NBA is definitely bright. You know, essentially, we were, I know there was a point in time where I was like, what is the league going to look like post-LeBron? And now more than ever, you can kind of see, like, post-LeBron is getting closer. Not Still not there yet. Still got some good years of LeBron, I feel like, but... It's getting closer, and, and you can definitely say the NBA is going to be in good hands, you know, with Jason Tatum and Giannis and 
Ja, I don't know Luca. about you, but I feel like some people feel like that end is getting closer than you, you personally think. Nah, I mean, how much? I, I think LeBron's still got a good three, four years left in him. But, yeah, back to the Suns. So, yeah, I mean, the, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to leave probably in the offseason. They're going to, like, this is the last, that was the last run, you know, potentially for that trio of DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. You know, I don't know what the Suns are going to do in the offseason. You know, I honestly, like, you know, Patrick Beverly said it this morning. Chris Paul is like a cone on defense. He's a defensive liability. Devin Booker, you know, obviously when he's going, he's going. But the championship window for the Suns has went from wide open to closed, just like that. You know, I don't think the Suns are much, are going to, you know, they'll be good, but I don't know. They're going to be able to compete with what Luka is going to be doing in the future and the Bucks are going to be doing in the future and the Celtics. The Suns might be finished. They they might be done. You know, they had their chance this year, but they couldn't do it this year. I don't think they're going to do it, which is unfortunate for Chris Paul, who might have to move on again to try to get a ring. He might have to go ring chase somewhere else. But the other Game 7 that took place yesterday in the NBA, the Bucks and the Celtics, you know, I was once again surprised by the – not I wasn't necessarily surprised by the Suns and Mavericks, but I was surprised, obviously, by the margin of the result. I don't think anybody expected a 40-point beatdown, you know, where Luka has the same amount of points and as the whole Suns team and a half, you know? I don't think anybody Crazy. expected that. But in terms of the Bucks and the Celtics, I was also surprised about how that game went because... Yeah, I had a feeling, though. I, you, you I can't remember if I said it on the last podcast, but I had a feeling about the Celtics winning. You had a feeling about the Celtics winning? Yeah. What made you feel that way? Because it's Jason Tatum. Because like, it was Jason Tatum. Over Giannis? Yeah. He's playing. Explain. I just believe he's like, he has the opportunity to like, be one of the best players in the NBA, if not the best. Like I said, they I agree. I agree. And, and I, I remember the stat that I told you about how Jason Tatum was playing in his 61st career playoff game uh, in game seven. And, and he was 24 years old. And Damian Lillard is 31 years old right now. And he's played in 61 career playoff games. So the experience Jason Tatum has in those big moments, you know, no one his age got that. And that's what, what I think is going to set up Jason Tatum well for the future. I think being in those big moments so young, he's unfazed at 24. This is, this is, this is nothing new for him, you know what I mean? He's been in a lot of Eastern Conference Finals already. He hasn't made the NBA Finals yet. This year might be the year for him. You know, I think... Still can remember when he dunked on LeBron, man. That moment. Yeah, no, that moment was crazy, and I think that was like one of the things where it was like, damn, this is when we we realized this kid was gonna be like, we knew it was gonna be good, but then like you dunk on LeBron in that moment, and it's like, damn, this kid is gonna be something special. You know what I mean? That's what that's what it was like, and I think you see it again last night. You know, like Giannis came out in the first quarter, and like he was lighting the buck or lighting the Celtics on fire. Like he was, it was about to have a triple double in the first quarter. And I literally texted my, my friend, and I was like, this game is over. The Bucks are going to win. Giannis isn't choking this game seven. He's coming out. He's, you know what I mean? And then, like, second quarter came, the third quarter came, the fourth quarter came. The Celtics defensively switched up. They adjusted. They had Giannis on lock. And the Bucks shot four of, like, 29 from three. It was, like, one of the most horrible three-point, like, 
performances that I've ever seen besides this Houston Rockets and you know when Chris Paul choked once again you know going back to Chris Paul choking you know so, what I mean? we'll hop on we'll, we'll keep talking about the Celtics but go to my question earlier who do you think is going to win Luca or Steph Who's gonna win that series? That's so tough. I gotta go in seven for sure, but I feel like it's so tough to bet against Luca right now. So tough to bet against Luca right now. The, I mean, I saw a man possessed last night. I mean, it was unbelievable. And obviously, he had help from Spencer Dinwiddie and such last night. Like. I feel like Luca is so possessed and crazy right now. Like it only takes a little bit of help. It's only gonna take a little. Like he's like in that LeBron twenty eighteen mode. Like you know what I mean. Like he's locked in. Like these guys going crazy. That's what I'm saying. He's so, on a roll. So I think it's only like he only needs a little bit of help to 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 realistically take him out. So I think in, in seven, I'm leaning towards the Mavs. You know, I'm leaning towards the Mavs. I'm not gonna lie. You know, even though it'll be it would be game seven in Golden State because Golden State has the home court advantage, I still think it doesn't even matter because we just saw Luca go into Phoenix and mm. like Dominate. blow him out. Like it wasn't even close. Like the like the, the fans were. I mean, they had the same amount of points that you should have in a quarter at halftime. In a game seven. In a game seven. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, bro. And DeAndre Ayton. I, I got. They, I got they were just over, in the finals. I got him over Steph, bro. I got him over Steph and Clay. Even though they're, they're legendary. Yeah. Like, that duo is legendary. I think it's tough, you know, for Warriors because they don't have Gary Payton. Uh, the second, you know, they they uh, got some injuries, you know, at the wrong time. And I think Clay is just so not Clay. Um, Luca is just so on a roll that, like, he's not. I don't think he can be stopped right now. I'm not gonna lie. So we saw the Heat advance over the 76ers. So now we have Heat, Celtics, Eastern Conference Finals pre preview. What did you say? Who you got in that series? I like Jimmy Butler a lot, but I'm gonna have to go with the Celtics. And, and how many games? It's not gonna be much. Not gonna be much. No. Telling. You're saying it's Celtics in five? Celtics in five. Nah. You're not, you're not going Celtics in five. Come on. You for real? You're taking Celtics in five? You're taking Celtics in five. Nah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. All right, all right. You you explain to... why you're so confident in Celtics over the Heat. I want to, like, like, let's hear. Like, again. Jason Tatum, that's it. It's Jason Tatum, bro. Like, like you, we were talking about last podcast, Jimmy Butler, bro, he's not washed completely, but... Jimmy Butler's not washed. He's not washed. Bro, Jimmy Butler's been putting up some he's, crazy he's numbers. Yeah. He, he's crazy, but, he, like... Nah. It's Jason Tatum. So you really, like... So you really think just, like... Uh, he has the best of three-point defense in the league. You know, they have a great supporting cast. P.J. Tucker. You know, they have some great defensive players around him. You know, they have Bam, obviously. Facts. Yeah, they have some great players. Obviously, the number one seed, and they have home court. And you're just saying, like, you're just throwing that out the window. Just throwing it out the window. And you're taking Celtics at five. You're making me want to say six, but... You're taking... Oh, no, 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 no. Stay with your prediction. I'm taking five. Wow. 
Well, I'm gonna have to, to go completely against that pick because I got the Heat in seven. Ooh, I'm taking Heat in seven. I think it's a close series, but I'm taking the Heat in seven. I like explain your pick. Yeah, explain why. I like the matchups the Heat have against the Celtics. I like. I like the fact that Jimmy Butler, I think, and, and Tatum, they kind of they kind of cancel each other out, you know, essentially. And I like, you know, I love Jalen Brown. I think he's a great player, and I think Marcus Smart, you know, great player. I think the Celtics have a great supporting Jaylen cast. Brown. You know, I think I mean, the Celtics have a great supporting cast. Don't get me wrong. The fact, you know, Eric Spolstra, I think, is, you know, the, the Heat got they, you know, they win the coaching battle. Eric Spolstra, you know, one of the best coaches of all time in my book. Facts. So, I think that definitely. Plays a role. Plays a role. The veteran, the veteran, you know, obviously we were just talking about how Tatum, you know, even at 24, is, you know, has, is more of a veteran than some veterans, you would say. But the veteran leadership of the Heat, I think, can't be unspoken. And I think Jimmy Butler is one of those guys, he's hard to, like, he's a gritty guy. He's, he's, he's going to work you. You know what I mean? He's going to. Like, he's going to, like, work you down. And I feel like over the course of a seven-game series, like, the Celtics will get worked down. You know, the Heat's physicality and stuff like that, I feel like they will work the Celtics down. And I feel like that's why I'm going to take the Heat in seven. I like the defense, the tenacity. You know what I mean? I feel like the Heat will score enough to win the games, you know, they have to win. You know, because Jimmy Butler's been playing like a man. Like, like, Tatum's been playing crazy, too. A lot of players have been playing crazy. Jimmy Butler is one of those guys who's been playing crazy. He's putting up like Miami LeBron type numbers right now. You know, in the playoffs at least. I'm not comparing them yeah. to Miami. I'm not not comparing them to Miami LeBron. I'm saying the type of numbers like they're saying like they're, they're comparable. Like no one has done those types of numbers for Miami since LeBron. Okay. So it's that's, like that's true. So it kind of goes to show, and the Heat have had some great teams, and some great players since LeBron. So it's you know kind of goes to show like damn Jimmy's playing good right now, and I think. Yeah, I didn't mean to say he's no, 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 I meant no. Like he's like lo- like losing steam in a sense, but as in like he, he, he in the playoffs, though, like you're saying, like he bounced right back into it. No, and I think because there were a couple times where like you were like, wait, what just happened with Jimmy Butler? Yeah, there were a couple times. I yeah. think it was during the regular season. Yeah, and I think like with Jimmy Butler, like he's just one of those guys. Like he's if you're if he's on your team, you love him. You know what I mean? Because he's just, like I was saying before, he's just that gritty, tenacious guy. Like, you just don't want to play him in a seven-game series, you know? Like, you don't want to be playing against a team that has Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, you know, a seven-game series, because he's just one of those guys. He just annoys you. He's like, he's like a Patrick, you know, he kind of has that Patrick Beverly type. He just annoys you a little bit, you know what I mean? He completely killed James Harden. Do you think his career, James Harden's career is over? Not over in a sense, but he, he's done. He's up. He's on. James Harden is washed. Yeah, he's Really? He's washed. He's washed. Washed. He's you, washed. Don't see, you don't see a comeback. Well, he's going to be playing in the NBA. You know, we were just looking at his contract future. Now, like, he'll be playing. You know, I think, you know, since he got traded to the 76ers, he was averaging like 20 points or whatever, which is like significantly less than what Harden had been watching or had been averaging. And obviously in the playoffs, he like, he's been putting up some, some, let's just be honest, some bad numbers, some pretty bad numbers. He has been. But like in the second half of that elimination game, you know, he had, he was like two points. No, no, he had, he had two shots the whole second half. It was 0 for 2. You know what I mean? So 
And then Joel Embiid himself said in the press conference, he was like, James Harden is not the same guy that he was, you know, that we, you know what I mean? That we thought we were getting, you know, he's, he's older, you know, he, so, think, so that's like a nice way of saying like he's washed. That's basically what he's saying. I think Joel Embiid was also discussing to someone about how like they, he wished that um, they would have, uh, the 76ers would have got a certain pick or trade. I can't remember who this person was. You? Uh... No, I don't remember that quote exactly. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know. I think the 76ers, like, they have some other good pieces in place. Like, I don't even, like, obviously it's in Harden's court. I don't know what he does because he has the, the player option. But, you know, I think they have Tyrese Maxey. I think they have, you know, obviously the, you know, MVP runner-up, you know, Joel Embiid. You know, I think Philly, you know, James Harden was you know, I don't think they knew they were necessarily getting a wash James Harden, but they got a wash James Harden, and I think they just need to cut their losses and if they can because he's washed. Like, I don't think, especially for the amount of money that they're going to have to pay him, like, when, if he, like, opts in, and, and I, I don't know how it's all going to play out. But James Harden is going to be getting paid significantly more than he deserves. I can agree with that. Because, I mean, we, we were looking at some of the numbers, and it was like four for 223 or something, some of the contracts, like some of the potential contracts that he could get. And it's just like, you're looking at what he's going to give you, and he's only getting worse year by year, obviously, when he gets older. like. But you have to understand the 76 are in a position where they have to keep Harden because they're not going to get a good trade. Let's just be real. Yeah, but it also could be one of the things where they, it might just be less to be, in, like, just let him go. And just like use that money elsewhere. That is true. I think like in the NBA more than any other like league, you get like such like you get some bad bad contracts where it's like, like when the Lakers paid like Mozgov, Timothy Mozgov, yeah. they paid them like some yeah. crazy bad. Like they pay like like Luol Deng was getting paid from the Lakers. Like, yeah. like 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 some NBA players like mid role players just get paid ridiculous like like bags you know what I mean for so, no reason some of those mid-role players are key to success yeah but that they like they're getting like crazy deals like you know what I mean like then they, again though like without the role player like but you can't you be giving have, a role player like a hundred mil I understand but where are you gonna spend a hundred mil the, like obviously like, I don't know you want to put that much you want to put that money towards like a superstar I feel like Unless you're a small market team, like it gets tough. Like if you're a small market team, obviously, exactly. like then you have to keep who you draft, and like you know what I mean. Like like for example, like if Utah drafts somebody, and like they're all right, you know they might have to overpay to keep them because like no free agent going to Utah. You know what I mean? Let's just be real. Sorry to any Utah Jazz fans out there, but nobody wants to go to Utah. I don't want to go to Utah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's Utah. You know, like you said, it's Utah. Like, dudes, like I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell might be leaving. You know, Rudy Gobert wants that. One of them is gonna leave. Donovan Mitchell might be going to the Heat. You know, you never know in the off season. I think that would be crazy. You know, we'll probably talk about that in the future. But you know, to be you know to be real, back to the original point. Like James Harden is washed. Yeah. Yeah. James Harden is completely washed. You know, and I'm sure I don't know what you think about it. I believe. He, there's a lot of rumors out there, or like maybe he said it himself that he just like goes out and like parties like too much. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's in the club more. And he's paying with a little baby. And I, I believe, if James Harden goes back to the old James Harden, he can he can be very successful in the league. What do you mean goes back to the old James Harden? Like he's 
maybe he was more focused back then on Houston. Maybe he was training more, putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If he puts in the work, I believe he could be a star again. Even at his age and, and everything given? Of course. So, like, but you would think, like, he's playing with Joel Embiid right now, you know, an MVP contender. You know, that team, like, if James Harden was playing how James Harden, we like, the James Harden we know and love, you know, well, not necessarily love, because I don't love the way James Harden plays basketball, you know, a bunch of free throws. It's a free throw merchant in my book. But let's just be real. But now, but wait, you, you're talking about James Harden. James Harden back in the day, let's be real, he was nasty, but. He was crazy. Yeah, but, like, nowadays, you know, especially he's a free throw merchant, you know what I mean? Just. But this could be again though, because he's not putting in the work. Yeah, but I mean, we saw the stat. It was like it was horrible. Forty percent of his like efficiency came off of like drive bys and like blow bys on the defense. Zero points now, in the second half. And now he's getting like twenty percent on blow bys. So he he doesn't have the quickness. I feel like anymore. And is that because he's not putting in the work, or is that just because he's old, or is that a mixture of both? I don't know. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's bad for James Harden. I literally saw a segment of Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp's show Undisputed. I kid you not. A segment of a real licensed TV show, like Undisputed, like millions of, of watchers. And they're talking about how many 4 a.m. cheeseburgers James Harden eats at the club. I kid you not. They're talking about 4 a.m. cheeseburgers that James Harden's going to be And they're talking about him being fat in the club. They're, they're arguing about if club food is good. You know, I, and I can't confirm or deny if club food is good. We might have to go ask James Harden because apparently he's the one that's eating all the 4 a.m. cheeseburgers. And you know it's bad for your career when that's the case. Come on. Bro. I know it's bad, but... I don't know if you can recover from that. But like I said, I was saying earlier to you, like, I remember kids saying, like, hey, like, I'm slapping, like, like I'm doing good like James Harden, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like trying to copy his moves and stuff. I remember yeah. that growing up. Yeah. Of course. But there also comes a time in every player's career where it's just, you're washed, you know? And I feel like it hit James Harden like crazy because, like, he was, we were just talking about James Harden as being good, like, a year ago. And now we're talking about him being washed. You know, it's like, you're saying it, he fell off the cliff so damn fast. He fell, saying, he fell off, like, faster than, like, freaking, like, Smoke Purp or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> Smoke Purp. <laughs> like, he fell off, like, like, he's a, like, not, like, you know what I mean? He just fell off so damn fast. Like... I don't know. I've never seen somebody fall off faster than James Harden. You said it comes for a time for every player's career where they are going to be washed. Mm-hmm. Do you think that of LeBron? No. You said every player. Well, but, Le- but like LeBron's time is not now, though. I'm not saying it's now. Do you think, though, like he'll let it get to that time even where he is washed? I don't know. Maybe, like, in the future when he's playing with Bronny or something, that like he might be, like, washed. But I don't feel like LeBron will ever be, like, washed. Like, I can't imagine, like, LeBron averaging, like, less than, like, 10 points or whatever. Like, that's, like, like you know what I mean? Like, even, like, when LeBron is, like, like, LeBron could be playing at, like, 43. A big topic of discussion right now is if the Lakers should trade him. Come on, man. That's some baloney. Baloney? That's some baloney. Lakers should not trade LeBron. I don't and there's know. No, no team should ever... There's no team that should consider trading LeBron. Like, if you have LeBron, like, obviously the Lakers got him, but if, like, there's, there's no reason to trade LeBron. You never I trade LeBron. I don't know. With, with the back and forth and the negati- negativity between the franchise, the Lakers, and LeBron, nah, I don't you know. know. Think about what they could get for could, LeBron. I don't know what you get for I don't know what, uh, like, you get for Le- uh, LeBron at his you, age. You know, I don't know. 
No, but he's like you said, he's, he's still, still a prime, of course, like prime player in the league. Yeah, and he, like, in my opinion, he could have been the MVP last year if he wasn't injured. And if he, the Lakers were how they were supposed to be, LeBron had like one of his best statistical seasons last season. You know, he was putting up crazy numbers. He was about to win the scoring uh, title at like, you know, you're you're nineteen. You know so, I mean? given the negativity that the Lakers and LeBron have between each other. I don't know. I don't think I don't, they always they keep, they there's the media keeps talking about negativity between like Lakers and LeBron, but, but like, you don't see it. I don't really see too much. Like they 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 always keep saying like there's not negativity. Like I don't know where that narrative came from. Like I think the Lakers and like I think LeBron likes being on the Lakers, and I think the Lakers like having LeBron. Do you think it's just like the media? Like yeah, I feel like the media. Really, I feel like the media. It's because of how it went, in terms of like the season. The season. Mm. I feel like that's playing into like this whole narrative. You know what I mean? True. But, like, people are forgetting that just, you know, two years ago, we were talking about, you know, LeBron and AD, the best two players in the league. You know what I mean? However, though, you did say that Anthony Davis was one of the biggest flops in the NBA. Uh, I said, I like, no, I, I think AD, AD's good. I think that AD, he's just injury prone. And I feel like LeBron, like, if AD could stay healthy, I do remember you saying something like that. Yeah, so. no, I, I feel like, I feel like I wish LeBron had teamed up with a different superstar, like one that just would have stayed healthy, like that wasn't made of glass. You know what I mean? Like that window right there that I'm looking at, that's AD. You know what I mean? Like, just a piece of glass. That's literally AD. Like he just gets injured like that, and it's unfortunate. And I feel like LeBron has missed out on a lot of championships in his career just because of unlucky injuries. You know, let's just be real. Because I feel like a lot of years LeBron. You know, he's had pretty much a chance, you know? He, he, he's, especially his Cavs years, you know, in 2015. Like, he missed out on a ring because of Kevin Love and Kyrie. in a horrible injury. You know, like, he, LeBron just missed out on a lot of rings, I feel like, because of some, some st- stuff he couldn't even control. You know what I mean? Then, like, KD going to the Warriors, which is, like, one of the biggest, like, de- like it was just a weak move. Biggest week, the weakest move in NBA history, you know what I mean? It's like... Feel bad for LeBron, but to say that the Lakers should trade LeBron, nah, I don't see it. I think they, I think they should get rid of Russ, rebuild around LeBron and AD, and, and go from there. Get rid of Russ. Like, what do you mean? Just get just get rid of him. They gotta find a way to get rid of Russ. What What are they gonna get Russ for? I don't know what they're gonna do. I think <laughs> they gotta figure out something. They gotta find a way to get rid of Russ. Carmelo. I I, I would like to see Carmelo stay with the Lakers because I like the whole Carmelo and LeBron dynamic, and I feel like. Carmelo and LeBron, like, like their knowledge of the game. Exactly, I feel like Russ wasn't just never the feet. It was never the right fit. You know what I mean? That's just what it was. He wasn't. Like, they just need, they needed to get Buddy Heald. They needed to get like a shooter. You know, they needed to get and someone who necessarily doesn't want to be a role player because Russ exactly. wants to be that role player. And Russ. He's a turnover-prone guy, ball handler. Like, I want LeBron handling the ball. LeBron, I want LeBron running my offense. You know, there's no better passer than LeBron. There's no one I would rather have running my offense than LeBron. That's who I would trust. Like, why would I, like, like, he's going to make the right play 100% of the time. Like, that's, that's good. like, I don't know. That's just me. Like, I, I wouldn't be giving the ball to Russ over LeBron, like, ever. Even prime rest. Even prime rest, I'm not taking, like, giving him the ball over LeBron. LeBron now? 
Oh, I don't know about now. <laughs> I don't know. Because Prime Rest was like obviously pretty damn Prime good. Yeah, it's Prime Rest. Yeah, That's Prime Rest. So, so. You, no. Oh, what? Do you think he's washed? Who, Rest? Rest. Oh, we, yeah, we, we been new. Rest is washed. But there's no opportunity for a comeback whatsoever. Nah. I, I, how many I chances? Might, how I many? Might have to agree with you on that one. How many more chances can Russ get before like NBA teams just realize we got to send a test to the Euro League or something? Like, Ooh. like we got to like 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 go go back to to the you know Ooh. like go go where Luca came from Real Madrid or something like go go to the European League because like there ain't he doesn't have a chip right? Nah, he doesn't have he didn't never no, won a championship no, no, no championship and his only chance like his only chance if you can't win a chip with LeBron, Carmelo. AD. But, but AD won a ring. Carmelo. No, I'm saying, like, with all of them together, like, how is yeah. Russ not going to win a ring? That's what I'm saying. Even Melo still didn't win a ring. Melo still has no rings either. That's. And that's a, that sucks too. That brings up another interesting talking point. Because I saw Patrick Beverly talk about this. And he was talking about, like, it was a Jeremy Lin tweet. And he was talking about how Chris Paul deserved a ring. You know what I mean? He hopes that he saw Chris Paul uh, win a championship because he deserved a ring. And Patrick Beverly, he, he tweeted back and he was like, "There ain't no player that deserves a ring more than another one." So what do you feel? What do you think about that? Do you think like like a legend of the game, like a Carmelo or a CP3, deserve? Like do you like do you agree with the statement that they deserve a ring? We want to say deserve a ring because I feel like we feel we feel as fans that if there were certain circumstances, it would be different. It would be different. Yeah. So, so do you agree with the statement? Like, you do you think like, like certain players like Chris Paul or, or Carmelo Anthony deserve rings? I'm thinking about it. Um, and you're giving like what they've done for the game and like, you know, like Carmelo for example, like a lot of kids, like you know what I mean? I like, think they might not deserve rings, but they deserve what they're doing now, which is conference championships, right? What do you mean? Like they're given like the oh, conference championship con- awards. Conference championships awards. Because like, do you think if those awards were in place back? When they had the, when they were, they would be more com- They would they would have had they would have had yeah. more accolades. Accolades, that's what it you're was, right. Yeah. Like yeah, because like Chris Paul probably would have won a Western Conference MVP. You know, and even though it's not like the NBA Final MVP, like it's still it's still something. And like and right now, a lot of people are clowning on it, but I feel like in a few years, like once it's become in, really integrated, people are going to start using those trophies in arguments of like who's the better player of all time. Which is, begin- which is going to become really interesting how those arguments go in the future. Because how can you compare somebody who's, who like, like, who's just coming into the league now, who's gonna win, who could win like 10 conference championship MVPs to someone like, like LeBron? If the conference finals MVP was around when LeBron <laughs> was in the East, LeBron would have won it like the past 10 years he was in the East. With the, like, he would have won it every yeah. year. Because... Like he made the finals like every year for ten years straight, and he was like the best player in those teams. Like you know what I mean? It's like, like he made the like, it, like I think the stat like he's made the like you know what I mean? Like no one. It's ridiculous. No one made the finals as much as LeBron like in a row besides like, Bill Russell and stuff like that. Like stuff like that. Like LeBron would be like, it'd be just be different. So like I don't know how that argument in terms of legacy is going to go in the future once that becomes more integrated. So but back to the. Uh, Original point. Like, do you think Carmelo and them deserve rings? I want to say yes, but my gut's telling me no. No, no. So you agree with Patrick Beverly? Yeah. Only because, like, I know, like, that 
the other players put in so much work who won like say you say you say you want to say Carmelo Anthony deserved it when he was on the Knicks yeah or like the Nuggets or whoever he was or the Nuggets like that those specific years those other teams who did win those championships most likely deserved it yeah yeah and I feel that, like that's another thing like in the NBA like winning a championship is so luck based like that's why I feel like it's incredible for LeBron to have made it as many years as he did because like like this particular year like the Bucks didn't have Chris Middleton he was injured like the the, the Celtics series probably goes different if they don't if they have Chris Middleton like you know what I mean so we're talking it's a whole different conversation and every single year like LeBron's team not only has to and LeBron LeBron's team and himself not only have to make it there like they have to stay healthy everything has to go right that's why like it is such an incredible achievement for LeBron in this era to have been to 10 finals. And I feel like a lot of people underestimate that achievement just because he lost. You know, like when you look at some of the teams he lost to, like you're not beating the 73 and 9. Well, you did beat the 73 and 9 Warriors, but you're not beating the, you're not beating the 73 and 9 Warriors plus KD. You know what I mean? Like it took it was hard enough for LeBron to beat the 73 and 9 Warriors. Like that was an incredible achievement just on its own. And then you're going to throw KD with that team, like LeBron ain't beating that, and then Kyrie and all them leave. Like for LeBron to have been there as many times as he's been there, that's like one of the biggest accomplishments for me. You know what I mean? I believe it was Draymond Green, like saying that he believes that was one of the best teams in history, NBA history. Yeah, the, the, the what that those Warriors teams, of course. That like I don't even let you use that team on two K. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm never letting you use that team on two K. Like when you yeah, go, yeah. you know what I mean? Like nah. Like, if, if if anyone out there is using that team on 2K against their friend, like, the, like I just feel sorry for their friend. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just going to be, it's going to be rough. Fact. Right. Got anything else you want to talk about, bro? I'm pretty content. Yeah, me as well. Well, thank y'all for checking out another episode of the Shoe Straight Podcast. Um... We have a lot of big things coming soon. Uh, we have a lot of upcoming projects and some big things coming soon. You know, we tapped into a couple people and we have some interviews coming. You know, not going to name no names, but we do have some big things coming soon. So make sure y'all subscribe, hit the notification so y'all know when we upload. Um, like and subscribe on this video. You know, leave a comment. Let us know your opinion on anything that we talked about. If we're right, if we're wrong, and make what sure, y'all think. And make sure you go watch our clips from the last episode yeah. and when we upload the clips for this episode. For sure. And also, you know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok because we on TikTok posting our clips as well. Ask Shooter Straight Podcast. Uh, follow me on Instagram, ZBest11, you know. Follow me on Instagram, Jonathan Acosta 99. Yeah. It's like an underscore between there. Yeah. Um, yeah. With all that being said, man, thank you for checking out Shooter Straight Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Blue. Peace.